Hello and welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. In this episode, I will be talking to Mark Kinsella, the VP of Engineering at Open Door, a real estate company in California about entrepreneurial engineering and engineering culture in a firm. Mark will also touch on the importance of productivity and the career ladders for engineers. I'm your host, Jeff Perry. I'm the founder of More Than Engineering, and I'm a leadership and career coach for engineers. And this is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. It's the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. Before we get started, I just want to mention that this is a free show and our sponsors help us to keep it free. So now I'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, Washington State University. Washington State University's Engineering and Technology Management Master's degree program is a perfect balance of technical and managerial education that helps prepare practicing engineers for managing projects, people, and organizational systems. As one former student noted, The knowledge that I gained from the ETM program helped me become a more competent, confident engineer and manager. The program greatly impacted my career and has been a key element in my continued success. You can learn more about the engineering management profession at etm.wsu.edu or etm at wsu.edu if you want to email them. Take charge of your career and reach out today. Now, let's jump right in. Now it's time to jump right into the main segment of our episode. Today, I'm talking with Mark Kinsella, and we're talking about entrepreneurial engineering, productivity, and career progression. Mark, I'm excited to have you. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Thanks, Jeff. I'm excited to be here. Mark, I'm curious to dive in a little bit more about what it is that you do on a daily basis. Can you tell us what your role is in your company and what your day-to-day looks like a little bit more? I'm the VP of Engineering at Opendoor. At Opendoor, I'm primarily focused on up-leveling the engineering org and scaling the team. So this includes ensuring everyone within engineering has a clear understanding of their role and responsibility. Everyone's focused on the top priorities of the business and ensuring we're building exciting technical capabilities to support our customers. So we're working on hard engineering problems, solving real world pain points, and Opendoor is using machine learning, data science, and combining that with human expertise to develop amazing pricing capabilities to deliver accurate and competitive home offers to our customers. Now, for those who aren't familiar, can you share a little bit more about Opendoor and and what the company does and how you solve problems for your customers? We primarily allow customers to sell their home to us quickly, and then we resell the homes on the open market. So we're basically building a platform for users to buy and sell homes very quickly and efficiently. Within your engineering organization that you are continually trying to upskill and and in a company that's growing rapidly and and you're solving customer problems. Talk to me about what you believe about kind of taking an engineering approach that's a little bit more entrepreneurial. What does that mean? And what do you believe are really the qualities of an entrepreneurial engineer? Our engineers are business-minded thinkers. Real estate is incredibly complex. 
it's been around for a very long time. And it's one of those areas that's just starting to get a lot of innovation and technical up-leveling. So for us to build the best products, our engineers need to be thinking about and understanding the complex nature of real estate, and then bringing that back into the day-to-day implementations that they're making in code. Talk to me about what that really looks like. So how do you hire for people who have kind of this broader view? How do you nurture this attitude and this culture in the company? And how do you try and keep sustaining that approach as you build your engineering team? The biggest thing is we focus on the customer. We primarily focus on what is best for our customers? What are the current problems they're having? And one really great example of this is a key component of Opendoor is ensuring we have the right data, specifically around home data, MLS data. There are a ton of edge cases, and we were struggling with that to get it right. So a couple of years ago, some of our engineers actually went to one of the MLS offices and shadowed people that were inputting this data. And we found out that they were using a Microsoft Access database and making changes manually throughout the day, many, many times throughout the day. With that information in mind, we realized that we need to make our APIs very resilient to all of these edge cases. And now we're in a much better place where we can ingest many, many different types of data, many, many different MLS pieces of data with very low errors. So as an example of where this business is incredibly complicated, we had a customer first mindset, and now we built something that can massively scale and grow with us. What a great example. And, you know, sometimes it's amazing how when you open the hood of something, you see the reality of what you're dealing with. Sometimes we think of these large data sources as being pretty robust and and stuff, but it's not always the case. So interesting story there. Mark, I'm curious, in your opinion, when you look at different elements, when you're trying to build a strong engineering culture, what role do you really feel that culture plays in your ability to drive innovation and success with engineering? I deeply believe that culture is the backbone of a successful engineering team. It's what drives the team forward as a cohesive unit. It keeps engineers engaged and it helps us attract new high quality talent. I think there's four key components of culture. One of them being execution, how well you actually move forward and make decisions. Another one being impact. That's a lot of the customer focus there. The third one being teamwork. How will you work as a team? How will you work across teams? And last but not least, quality. You need to deliver high impact projects with high quality for our customers. So you've identified these four different areas. So how do you as a company and how do you feel like companies in general really go about not just saying, this is what we want to do, this is what we want to be, this is the kind of culture we want to have, but actually building and developing that strong engineering culture so it's something that's who you are, not just what you say. Yeah, I think you need to have strong discipline to ensure that at every decision you make at every level, you're thinking about all four of those pieces of culture. It's very easy to think about trading off quality to move quickly. However, I found that actually in the long run, you're going to move slower. So if you ensure that you're building in quality teamwork impact and execution from the very beginning, you're going to continue to build on top of that. So any other examples of those 
areas as far as really building and developing that, that culture that you would like to speak to? I think a good one here is specific around teamwork, especially now where we're all remote and working from home. It's critical that we continue to build strong teams, both between teams, but also within teams. And one thing that I always like to do is during our engineering all hands, we always focus, of course, on the technical innovations that we're doing as an engineering org, but also on the people. So while we're all remote right now and working from home and separate, we're still trying to build those connections. So for every new hire, we do two truths and a lie. And that's a way to introduce an engineer to the broader org as a fun way to show this is a person. This is a new coworker they're going to be working with and making tough decisions with and working on projects with. Great example of really trying to look at not just the transactional pieces and the organizational pieces we need to get together, but to recognize that each person that is on our teams is truly a person that we want to get to know and, and truly connect with in order for us to do our best work together. And for many people, that's a little bit harder, but when we're remote, it's still very much possible. And, and obviously, we're many companies are making it work. At this point, Mark, I want to transition a little bit. I want to talk about productivity. Now, you talked about how many people and new companies want to go fast, and so sometimes they'll sacrifice quality and don't want to do that. But when it comes to productivity, there are a lot of different pieces to this so that we can get the right things done. So... What are some of your thoughts about productivity and how engineers should be prioritizing their time? I found a very good framework that we employ here at Opendoor is to basically focus on three different areas throughout the quarter. One of them being 50% of your engineering time should be spent on that quarter's OKRs and projects and immediate impact. 20% on big bets. These are things that will likely drive no impact this quarter but could be massive step function improvements in the future. Or you actually could get no impact from it and that's completely fine, it's a bet. And last but not least, 30% on technical excellence. That doesn't mean just fixing bugs, but that means actively improving your system and your architecture so things are better and you can move faster and more efficiently in the future. That's a general framework. Teams can flex up or down depending on where they are, but that's what I like to use as a starting point. For those who aren't familiar, OKRs, as you mentioned, those main goals stand for objectives and key results. And it's a way to structure those goals and the specific outcomes that you're wanting to make so you can keep moving things forward. So just to kind of clarify that. When we're in this remote first world that many of us are in now, how have you found to help your teams stay productive and really keep on these breakdowns of where they spend their time and, and keep connected and keep things moving forward well? I think there's two aspects. There's strong collaboration tools so people can work together, make decisions together. And here at Opendoor, we use pretty standard suite of tools of GitHub, Notion, and Jira, to name a few. And the second piece being what we talked about earlier, keeping those strong connections and bonds between engineers so you can rely on each other and work together as a team. I think that's one of the most important pieces. It's very easy, especially when you're working remotely, to think about, I'm going to go off and solve this myself. It's really important for engineers to think about, I'm on a team, and we can work together to solve this complex problem. I just want to take a quick break here and once again recognize our sponsor for this podcast episode, Washington State University. 
The Engineering and Technology Management Program at Washington State University is a systematic approach to professional development for practicing engineers to shift from fully technical positions into leading technical employees and systems. A fully online master's degree program, students take classes at night and often implement class lessons in their positions at work before the next class. Learn more about a master's degree in engineering and technology management at etm.wsu.edu or email them at etm at wsu.edu. Take charge of your career and reach out today. Curious to dive into just any other ideas you have around that. I've talked to many engineers personally and some say, hey, I don't know if I can go to another company Zoom happy hour or something. And you talked about two truths and a lie to kind of dive into that personal aspect. But any other thoughts that you have on ways that while we're remote, that we can be building these really more personal connections in ways that you've found to be really helpful? There's a few other things that we're doing here at Open Door. One of them being I'm hosting monthly roundtables with every team where I basically ask them, let's ignore projects, let's ignore work. How are you doing? I'm trying to understand what's going on on the ground, how I can help. And we actually end up having a very good team-wide discussion around what we can be doing as a team and as a group to improve things and make sure we are productive. The second one being you talked about Zoom happy hour. We found a really great tool called Gather Town, where it's basically like you can like walk around in a game and it simulates video calls. It simulates those hallway conversations that we're really lacking right now of being remote. But I found it a very good way to feel like you're physically closer to your teammates again. Using other technology tools and then also having those open forums like you talked about can be really helpful and focusing on the people, not you know what do we need to get done feel really heard and seen in that way. So I want to ask you to touch on some ideas around career paths. As a growing organization, you're trying to grow your engineers through different stages of personal and professional and technical growth. And typically when we're talking about career paths, we're talking about growth plans and take an individual to higher positions in the organization over time. What do you believe about these things and what kind of model do you use to kind of help people progress and grow inside the organization? I deeply care about ensuring everyone is growing and learning and thriving at Open Door. And so there's many aspects of that, but one of the most important things is to ensure there are clear roles, responsibilities, and expectations of what you should be doing at your current level and at higher levels. And so that's really the core output of a career ladder, ensuring that you know, what am I doing now? What should I be doing now? And what could I be doing to get to the next level? That allows us to scale. That allows us to have objective conversations. And that also helps engineers understand, what should I be doing differently? Or what should I be doing more of to continue to get to the next level and grow in my career? So are those uh, steps pretty standard throughout the organization? Do those change between teams and, and types of roles? What does that look like for you as far as defining what those roles and responsibilities are at those different levels? We have one career ladder for engineers, regardless of what team you're on, regardless if you are a back-end engineer, a front-end engineer, or an MLE. And we have one career ladder for engineering managers. 
when engineers are looking at these career ladders and trying to move up and continue to grow and progress, what do you think is useful for engineers and engineering managers? How should they be thinking about promotions and, and making those moves and, and what they need to do to make that happen? I think there's a few things in there. The first thing that I definitely want to clarify, and I, I deeply believe in this, is an engineer to an engineering manager is not a promotion. That is a parallel pathway that people can move between, but it's absolutely not a promotion. It's a transition between pathways. The second piece is at, when I think about a promotion, a promotion is directly related to an individual's performance. It's not an indication of the individual. It's of their performance. And so having those objective career ladders talking about what you need to be doing makes it a lot easier to disconnect the person from the person's work. The last thing is a promotion to the next level is a trailing indicator of excess scope or increased scope that you've taken on in the past few months. Meaning you promote somebody after they've shown us that they're operating at the next level. Some great insights there. And I'm curious just to dive in a little bit more. You talked about that transition from an engineer to an engineering manager, our parallel career paths. And I get a lot of engineers trying to figure out which is right for them. And some really love staying technical and some like the idea of moving into a management responsibility where they're more working with people and a little bit not as deeply into the technical day-to-day pieces. So how do you recommend engineers go about trying to consider what's right for them? Because there are so many different factors to consider. The key overlap between an engineer and an engineering manager, especially at the higher levels of being an engineer, is leadership. As an engineer, you are still a leader you're acting as a leader within your team and even outside of teams or or even within the entire company, if you're senior enough. As an engineering manager, same thing. You're a leader on the team, you're a leader of an org or a leader of a company. The difference is what you talked a lot about in terms of day-to-day coding as an engineer or more focused on the people management aspect and career growth and feedback piece of an engineering manager. So for me, one of the first things I always recommend to an engineer who's kind of thinking about this is try to take on an intern or mentor a junior engineer. That really gives you a taste of how am I working with a junior engineer? How am I working with an intern? And provide career feedback, provide career growth to that person and start thinking about how you can work through them instead of you being hands-on keyboard day in and day out. Because that's the real difference as you think about moving from engineer to engineering manager. One more thing to kind of talk about how you do this at Open Door. I talked to some engineers who in primarily want to stick with the technical path, but some companies that it almost feel like they get stuck on a ceiling, like there's no opportunity for them to continue to grow in that development when they're not really that interested and moving to a management situation just because of the way that the company is structured and those career ladders, as you'll call them. So how do you make that possible where if engineers want to, they can continue to grow in seniority and leadership and influence while staying technical without taking on management responsibilities? First of all, it comes back to the career ladder. We have career ladder levels that take you all the way up to principal or distinguished engineer 
which are in some ways aspirational goals. But that points to the nature of you can and I want you to continue to stay in the engineering ladder and continue to grow in that ladder if that's what you wish. But you still have the ability to lead teams, lead orgs. You're just more focused on the technical piece instead of the people management piece. The other piece that I would quickly say is, especially when it comes to senior engineers and staff level engineers, senior staff level, principal level engineers, it's very important, and we do this with an open door, to ensure that EMs and engineering directors see them as their peers. We definitely have multiple people that are helping lead a larger engineering team, lead a larger engineering org. Some of those people are on the engineering manager pathway, and some of those are on the engineering pathway. And they have different roles, different responsibilities, and different takes on how to solve complicated problems. And so it's an interesting and important thing to recognize that we see those people at peer just because someone is a manager doesn't mean that they're any more important to the success of the team as any engineer who might have a similar or even lower level of seniority. Everyone is playing their role to help for the success of the organization. And we need to work together to make that happen. So great insights there. Well, thank you, Mark. This has been a, a really fun conversation. At this point, we're going to transition to the Take Action Today segment of the show, but we'll get one more final takeaway from Mark on a topic of his choice. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. Mark, I'm curious if you can give us one final actionable takeaway that people can use to maybe try something new in their career. I think the biggest thing I'd recommend is if you're an engineer who is interested in engineering management, think about it in terms of an experiment of you want to try it out, work with your manager on it, set expectations, but think about working with a more junior engineer for the next few months, mentoring them, helping them grow, giving them feedback. And that'll give you a really good idea of is this something that you actually want to fully jump into? as an engineering manager. What great insight. Sometimes we just have to try something and see what sticks, but it doesn't mean that we're stuck in, in some path if we try something new. We can always go back and continue to build from, from where we were. So thanks so much, Mark. I've really enjoyed our conversation. If people are interested, how can they connect with you or learn more about Open Door and the team and some of the other things uh, you're working on these days? Two best things are Open Door Engineering blog on Medium. We have a ton of great posts there in terms of the work we're doing within the Open Door Engineering Org and some of the bigger picture things we're working on to help our customers buy and sell homes. And the second piece is I post a fair amount of things on LinkedIn, especially around engineering leadership, career growth, growth mindset. So that's a great place to also get some of that. Thanks so much for being on the show and look forward to seeing uh, your continued success. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and questions. Go to www.engineeringmanagementinstitute.org where you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or anything else mentioned during the episode. And don't forget to check out our upcoming live webinar for this month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Additionally, for those engineers struggling, with unemployment, underemployment, or just uncertain about how to make an intentional career transition, 
I've created some free training resources with an opportunity to join a more intensive program called the Engineering Career Accelerator. You can find more information at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com or reach out to me, Jeff Perry, on LinkedIn for more information. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.